Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Good afternoon and welcome to KLE. I was looking at the scripture last night and, well, actually I've been looking at it for a few days and it's really made such an impact on me as I began to dig a little deeper. And, you know, we've got a group, I oversee a group um, called the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Facebook group. And there's all of nearly 1,700 members in there now. It's grown over the past couple of years. And initially, my, my idea when, when putting the group together was, hey, if I, can just have, if I can just have 12 people, you know, just 12 people that are prepared to not debate, not get religious, but just be open to and prepared to be equipped with a different mindset to see 12 leaders raised who can make a impact in another 12 who will make an impact in another 12. Basically about 20 years ago, I, I, Jesus did an incredible work in my life and, and a vision for 12 by 12 by 12 came to my heart, which was 12 leaders in 12 groups in 12 nations. Now, however that works, it may not be 12, but that is just like the figure because I saw what Jesus did and I understood how he impacted and started a movement with 12, just 12, not 12 religious leaders, not 12 celebrities, not 12, uh, you know, highly educated academics, but just 12 ordinary nearly unordinary people. I mean, they were not the normal run-of-the-mill people that anybody would choose, and yet they shook the world. And as I've meditated on that over the years, you know, even now I look at the group and it's growing, and I I wonder, because some are involved, engaging, some are not, a lot are not, and I wondered to myself, you know, what would Jesus do in this situation? He always made it difficult to follow him. He, all, he never made it easy. He, he, in fact, would ramp it up when, you know, when, when they complained about his call for commitment. He would, he would double down on it and make it even harder for them to consider following him. Because he wanted to eliminate, eliminate or rather remove that which wasn't totally committed to what he was about, to him and his kingdom, to his mission. He called for that all the time with the disciples. And, you know, those were the ones ultimately that stayed. I mean, at one point he had 500 around him and he, he sort of, Whittles that down and chooses 12 out of the 500. Can you imagine everybody standing around and he goes and chooses 12 guys to be with him, it says. And really that's, you know, I'm for me, it's not about the crowd. I, I posted last night a, 
a scripture, and this scripture was what I posted, was from John chapter 5, verse 41 to 44, the, from the message version. I like it. the message says it good. And Jesus said this. He said, I'm not interested in crowd approval. And do you know why? Because I know you and your crowds. Listen, if you're following, if you're just trying to follow the the trends, the the societal trends, the the you know the the popular trends of the day. I see too many leaders and too many Christians and too many churches that have jumped on just the normal narrative of the world, and uh, we we're trying to sound good. We're trying to sound like everybody else. We we're trying to jump on and be supportive. You know the the the. The crowds don't have the answer. And trying to get crowd approval will never work. Jesus said, I know you and your crowd. You've got to know them. You've got to know what they're about. It's skin deep and as shallow as it comes. It'll change today and change tomorrow. If you're building on that, you're going to be an up and down leader, never really standing for anything. And he says, I know that love, especially God's love, is not in your working agenda. You see, that's the motivation of what we do. And God's love knows no limits, knows no boundaries, knows no discrimination. It's not for jockeying for positions. It's, it's not about that. And he says, I came with the, with the authority of my father and you either dismiss me or avoid me. And as a leader, that's what I want to say to you is, is in what authority are you coming? In the Amplified Version, it says, I have come in my Father's name and with His power. Because we love the power thing, men are, people are just too power hungry. Power from influence, power from money, power from, from being important, power from being a celebrity, power for being known as a powerful person. But that's not what it's about. It's about that word power there is exousia. It means authority. It means the right to use his might within the context of where you are. He's, Jesus said, I came with the authority of my father or in my father's name and with his authority. As a, as a spiritual leader and as a leader in any sphere, in any context that you find yourself in, you need to be Know the Father's authority and make sure you're representing your Father. He says, because, and you've got to know that they're going to dismiss you and avoid you. Either or or both. They're going to dismiss and avoid you because you come in your Father's authority. But that's okay. That's okay. You might be called out to the socialist, you know, social political stance of the day, the trends of the day, the the voices of the crowds, the you know, the community trends, if you may, the what's going on externally. You may be called out for that because you don't you don't speak along those lines. But let me say this to you: that you coming in the Father's authority. Jesus goes on to say, if another came acting self-important, you would welcome him with open arms. How do you expect to get anywhere with God when you spend all your time jockeying for position with each other, ranking your rivals and ignoring God? 
And the Amplified, he says, how can you believe in me when you seek and receive glory and approval from one another? And yet you do not seek the glory and approval which comes from the one and only God. You know, if you take time to think about this, it's just, it's sobering. You know, it's sobering in the context of, of our walk as leaders, our walk as believers. He says, you, you cannot associate with me. You cannot put me into your frame of reference when you are seeking and receiving glory and approval from one another. While you're patting each other on the back and finding approval in your crowds and, and in each other, you're not going to get anywhere with God. Because you're spending more time jockeying for your positions with each other. You're looking more for the approval and acknowledgement of each other. You're trying to rank yourself amongst each other, and you com you, you're competitive, actually. What you're doing is you, you, you're comparing yourself with others, but you, in the pro same process, you are ignoring God. Because you need to seek the glory and the approval which comes from the one and only God. And I, you know, I just felt like I posted something last time I, just about kingdom leaders do not. <laughs> kingdom leaders don't seek approval of crowds. They, they don't look, they don't act self-important. They, they're not looking to be welcomed by others. You know, they're not looking to be, to, to, uh, to spend all their time jockeying for position. Kingdom leaders don't do that. Kingdom leaders walk in love. And that's their agenda. They focused on that. They come in their father's authority. They come in their father's authority. Even when they get dismissed or avoided, they still come in their father's authority. They don't act self-important. But they focused on growing and developing their position with God. Not in, you know, we're all sons of God. What I'm saying is, is in our relationship. Kingdom leaders seek and receive glory and approval from the one and only God. So as long as God approves of me, it's fine. You know, I lose popularity because I make a stand for some things. I'm not, I'm not like this outspoken kind of radical activist. You know, I, I, I'm not, that's just not me. But I'm prepared to make a stand for principles. I'm prepared to make a stand for kingdom of God. I'm prepared to call out leaders for, for not standing with the kingdom of God or for the kingdom of God, to represent the kingdom of God. I, you know, I'm prepared to call that out, and I try and do it gently as possible. I try, I try and do it non-offensively. In fact, I, I, I step people back into a big position thinking, and I say, look at it from another perspective. Look at it from the bigger perspective. Look at it from a kingdom perspective, not a church perspective. And, you know, I want to say to you is we need to start reading the Bible, not from a church mentality or perspective, but from a kingdom perspective. That Jesus is king and he's teaching us his constitution. He's teaching us his culture. He's teaching us the kingdom way of reasoning. And if we did that, you know, we we change a little bit in, in how we do things. We, we really would. And so I want to encourage you today. This scripture has resonated deeply in my heart, and, and I'm going over it in my own life and saying, what am I prepared to stand for? What am I prepared? Am I, am I looking for the glory and approval which comes from the one and only God? Am I coming... 
in the authority of my father, not, not crowd approval. Am I looking for just to be approved, to be well known, to be a great influencer, social media influencer? Am I am I looking to to for churches to all say, "Hey, wonderful you are"? I, you know, I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for twelve. Now, it could you know, it may be twelve hundred. I don't know. Maybe hundred and twenty. I don't know. But I'm looking for twelve. That's me. I I because I believe we can start a worldwide movement with twelve. Where are you? Where are you? And that's what I wanted to share with you today. Thanks for being with me. God bless you. Until next time, this is Sean saying goodbye.